everyone, and welcome to New Consciousness Review. I'm Miriam Knight, and we were to have Michael Bernard Beckwith as our guest today, but sadly his mother just passed, and our hearts go out to him and his family at this time. I'm pleased, however, that Rick Stack has graciously agreed to leap into the breach, and I know it will be a most fascinating show, because Rick was a friend and student of Seth and Jane Roberts, and he personally attended over 100 Seth sessions given in Jane Roberts' classes in Elmira, New York. Today, he is president of New Awareness Network, Inc., and was the publisher and editor of most of the Seth books by Jane Roberts and the Seth Audio Collection. His own book is called Out of Body Adventures, 30 Days to the Most Exciting Experience of Your Life, and he has been teaching workshops for over 35 years on the Seth material, out-of-body experiences, and metaphysics throughout the United States and abroad. Now, today, we're also going to be talking both about the Seth books as well as a new book that Rick just published in English called The Secret to Healing Cancer by Dr. Tian Sheng Su, a Taiwanese psychiatrist who has been profoundly influenced by the Seth material. Dr. Su is the founder of the Seth Holistic Clinic in Taipei, which treats medical and physical illness using Seth's concepts and principles. So we have a lot to cover, and I want to welcome Rick Stack. Welcome, Rick. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Now, for any of our listeners who may not have heard of Seth uh, and Jane Roberts, could you please give us some background? Sure. Um, the S Seth... Uh, is a spiritual teacher um, who in the 1970s was channeled by this a woman named Jane, Jane Roberts. Now, many people credit the Seth material for actually launching the New Age movement. Uh, Seth, for example, was the first person to coin the phrase, uh, you create your own reality. Now, his books have You'll find references to his books now throughout the entire New Age movement. And uh, at that time, the books became extremely popular. They sold several million copies. They were translated in 12, 13 languages or more. And um, he's been very, very influential in uh, putting out the concept that your thoughts uh, impact reality and, uh, in fact, really in making the New Age uh, happen. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it would have happened the way it did uh, without the Seth books. Well, he not only talks about um, creating a reality, but uh, he gives a lot of insight into um, life after death, into the influence of guides. And can you just give us a few of the main concepts presented in the Seth books? Sure. Now, so the Seth material, uh, th that's what we, the term we use for the entire material, is very comprehensive. There's over 40 books um, that were authored by Jane Roberts, uh, 32 of which approximately were uh, really dictated by Seth, uh, or else they had, uh, um, there were a mixture of, of Seth with some commentary by Jane. So the books cover a tremendous amount of ground. And they are uh, a teaching from the standpoint of uh, Seth claims to be a non-physical teacher who lives on the other side uh, in, in reality. And he's trying, his, he is an educator and his job, uh, the way he sees it, is to, is to uh, awaken us to who and what we really are. 
Now, some of the main concepts presented in the Seth books, uh, as I mentioned, you create your own reality. Uh, but let me frame it this way. And, uh, you know, Seth has talked about so many topics. You could literally pick anything uh, and uh, uh, we can discuss it. But in general, okay, the way that Seth uh, presents why we're here, sort of the purpose of existence, as you will. And he certainly says that, that the only real knowledge is experience. You can't really give anybody knowledge in words, but he'll, his, his, he attempts to point us in the right direction. But in general, physical reality, the whole physical world, according to Seth, can be compared to a school. It's kind of like a training system. Now, this is just an analogy because it's more than just a school. It's an expression, an expression of all that is, an expression of God, if you will, uh, a magnificent flower, okay? But besides being a magnificent flower, uh, even though it doesn't look like a magnificent flower at, at all times, Seth's uh, concept is that this is kind of like a school or training system. In this training system, we are supposed to learn how to become responsible co-creators with all that is, with God, whatever term uh, you'd like to use. And that means becoming kind of like a responsible citizen of the universe. Now, in order to do this, one must come to an, uh, an understanding uh, eventually for example, you know, the simple things that just we were supposed to learn in kindergarten, that we're all one, that we are literally connected with the planet, that we are literally connected with each other, that we are all part of God. And, of course, we're supposed to be learning to love and respect ourselves and love and respect others. But we also need to understand the power of our thought, of our thoughts, emotions, and beliefs. And we also need to awaken, and that, that's a, and that requires skill. There's a skill set that becomes involved in learning that you create reality according to your thoughts, emotions, and beliefs, and therefore you need to become skillful, skillful in managing your mind. Uh, and then uh, the, the other sort of part of that equation is, is connecting with your soul, as it will, or your entity, or your inner self, or your intuition, or whatever you want to call it. According to Seth, the physical personality is a small portion of the entire personality, that we have a soul. And that soul is more complex than we might imagine, because we don't necessarily fully understand identity yet. But that this soul is a multi-self, living in many dimensions. And we are one aspect of that soul. We need, according to Seth, to open up the channels of communication with that self, which is not really that mysterious because that self is communicating to us or trying to communicate to us all the time. Every day, every night, in our sleep, in our dreams, in our intuitions, in our impulses. But we have uh, been taught, and this gets into the, com the complications uh, as Seth describes it, we have been taught to block out that inner voice. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that we trust is the ego and, and the intellect. And when you try to solve all problems with the ego and the intellect and you separate uh, from the soul to that degree that we did, and that's a whole involved story also, and Seth is certainly not the only one that said it, then you, you wind up with for example, fear. 
and other uh, things that come from uh, separating yourself from the very source of your being and uh, getting involved in very, very limited belief systems. And the problems of the planet uh, come or stem from that. So in learning, in learning how to uh, reconnect with your soul and open yourself up to those channels, you awaken. You go through this awakening that, according to Seth, this is what we're learning in physical reality, to become responsible co-creators with all that is by learning how to manipulate your thoughts, emotions, and beliefs, and learning how to control your mind or manage your mind, because those thoughts, emotions, beliefs create reality, and by linking up again with the inner self. And this involves a transformation, literally a transformation on the part of the ego consciousness. Anyway, that's, that's a mm-hmm. little short introduction to that. <laughs> Clearly, um, the Seth material and and your sessions with Jane Roberts had a great impact on you. Um, It was fascinating. I went to your website and I heard some audio clips of Jane Roberts actually in channel and and really a very forceful personality uh, is Seth. What impact did they have on you? How did they change your life? Well, um, so the Seth material is about transformation, is about spiritual awakening, discovering who and what you are. Now, um, first of all, Seth was just, you know, those people who have read the the books, the reason why the books have sold, you know, to date over seven, eight million copies and they've been translated in 13 languages and they've withstood the test of time is because the quality of material is just fantastic. Seth was a, is a master teacher, and he's a playful teacher also. He's not serious, and he doesn't allow his, you know, readers or students, whatever you want to call them, to project on him. I mean, he's constantly reminding us, him, you know, don't project on me. You have the same power that I have. You're just as good as me. We're all part of all that is. The whole, the idea is for you to begin to understand the God that you are. To st- instead of looking at a sunset and looking at a cat or a dog and going, oh, they're great, but, I'm, but human beings, they're, they're bad, they're, they're tainted, they're flawed. You have to come to an understanding that the, the, the same feeling that you have about that cat or that dog or that sunset, that's the feeling that you need to come to about yourself. They say when you believe that about yourself, when you understand your godhood, it changes your whole uh, set of thoughts, emotions, and beliefs that you're generating. And that would transform your entire life. I mean, down to every single thing in your life. And yes, as far as success, and yeah, yes, success in any, in any area, abundance, love, exuberant good health, these are all byproducts of becoming a conscious co-creator with all that is. And we're supposed to have that abundance. We're supposed to have love. We're supposed to have um, knowledge and wisdom and joy. These are our natural states. Mm -hmm. So these are the benefits that came from studying there is that I was able to um, incorporate uh, and grow. And, you know, I've, I'm continuing to grow, to, to, you know, to this day. But uh, it, it, there's not an area of my life where I have, that has not been benefited from, um, from my study of the material. 
This, uh, if you've just joined us, this is New Consciousness Review, and we're chatting with Rick Stack about the Seth materials and um, a new book, The Secret to Healing Cancer. Actually, um, Seth had a lot to say about healing, and so I'm not surprised that it uh, captured the imagination of this medical doctor in China. Um, give us a little introduction to Seth's approach to healing. All right. So, um, as if you if you go down to the if you come back to the the ma- one of the major principles is that your thoughts create reality. Your thoughts, emotions, and beliefs create reality, and that there are no there's no such thing as an accident. Okay. So let's look at the three different choices. If we can include this as being one, the other choices that we've grown up with. Okay, and I'm talking about. Anything that happens in physical reality, including illness and health, okay? So this applies to anything, but it applies to illness and health as well, okay? So uh, m- many people on this planet believe that when you get ill uh, or healthy, uh, it's an accident. It's basically, you know, if you get some rare bad disease or not even a rare bad disease or if you get cancer, for example, that there's no explanation for it. And the medical profession to this day um, uh, is, is sadly hampered, as Seth would say, because of its own beliefs. You know, often it operates as a framework, uh, and this is more or less a Seth quote, in which poor health and disease are not only accepted as normal, but the concepts behind them are strengthened. So in the medical profession, poor health and disease are seen. This is common. You can almost expect to get uh, um, ill. You should expect to get ill as you grow old. Okay, and they they are uh, they strengthen the concept that if you're going to get sick, it basically we don't really have an explanation. It's not even in the domain of science for us to discuss these causes. That's teleological. Uh, we can't prove it or disprove it. So uh, basically, it's an accident. But you can count on is that the body uh, breaks down a lot, and and uh, and there's all kinds of diseases, and uh, you better be da- better be very careful. Mm-hmm. Um, now the other. The other frame is a religious frame, and many of the religions, the belief uh, uh, is, you know, God did it to you, okay? Uh, or, um, uh, uh, well, and then the third that we're, we're offering here, or that Seth offers, is the concept that there are no accidents. If you create a reality of illness, there is a reason, and that reason is that the, the physical body reflects perfectly and exactly your inner mental landscape, your mental state. And if you have a physical problem, it means you have an inner problem, an inner dis-ease, as it were. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. There's, There's nothing. You're not evil. You're not bad. But that you're making certain very common to this day and age mental errors. Okay? And for example... Um, uh, Seth would say that one of the way, one of the causes of illness are habitual negative thought patterns. And of course, there's a lot of, there's evidence now to support this kind of thinking in the field of psychoneuroimmunology, where they have done studies that demonstrate that positive affect, for example, uh, pot- Positive affect will uh, can affect um, uh, killer 
natural killer cells in the body that are that play a large role in uh, uh, in fighting cancer. So they're beginning to uh, slowly uh, build on this body of research that definitely provides a link between your emotional state and your physical state. But Seth goes way beyond that, uh, really, just saying that this is a, the body is a direct reflection of your inner landscape. And if you solve the inner problem, you will solve the outer problem. Now, this is what, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, this seems to be where Dr. Sue jumps off from. Mm -hmm. Uh, He seems to be actually helping uh, his cancer patients change their inner reality. And that's it. I was just so impressed that he emphatically states that our natural state is a state of health. So why, why then is there so much illness? And this is what you just addressed because of our negative thoughts. So that's one of one of the one of the ways that's not the only thing. But yeah, one of the ways. I mean, the other, you know, um, you have to understand that uh, from Seth's point of view, Illness is kind of no different than war. Uh, okay, uh, uh, and I, I don't mean that it's, you know, look, if you die of cancer, you, if your loved ones die of cancer, it's, it's just as bad as if they lo- your loved ones die of a war, but uh, in certain ways. But um, the idea is that all of these, all of the suffering on the planet is a reflection of uh, our lack of spiritual growth, of problems that we are having in our mind. Um, For example, uh, repression. And you'll read a lot about this in Dr. Sue's book. And let me just say that what happened with Dr. Sue, uh, who's a Taiwanese doctor, and 20 years ago, uh, or or a little more now, 25 years ago, when uh, he was in medical school, and he started reading the set books actually just before that. And he was so uh, impressed that he started using the Seth material in his practice. And so people would, he, would, he prescribed the Seth books. Uh, Seth Speaks is the first book, by the way, and The Nature of Personal Reality, and the book, The Seth Material, is really the number, the first book, The Seth Material. Now, he, uh, uh, he prescribed the Seth books and also taught the people how to use the material uh, to engage their own self-healing. Now, the way that this is done is basically uh, an individual would examine their, both their inner landscape and their physical life. Because remember, the physical la- landscape, the, the inner landscape is reflected in your physical life. So it's not just a matter of looking at what your thoughts, emotions, and beliefs are. You can also just look at your life and you'll see the kinks and the problems and the places where, and I'll, I'll just give a simple example. Let's say somebody stays at a job that they hate for years and years because they're too frightened to leave. Or let's say that somebody stays in a relationship that's abusive and that they really want to leave and they just stay in that because of fear, for example. So you'll find instances, and those are exaggerated examples perhaps, and, uh, but uh, uh, actually not so exaggerated, and, but there's all kinds of gradations there. So an individual who uh, doesn't believe in their own power, who has uh, ascribes to the very common beliefs that people hold that the universe is not really a safe place, that what they are themselves is not really to be trusted, 
nor can they trust what's going on outside, and that they don't really have any power, that they don't create their own reality. Either things are happening accidentally or God is doing it to them. Now, such an individual walks around feeling anxious and fearful, even though they might not realize it, or they, or they feel guilty underneath, and they don't realize that. Then those thought patterns are often repressed. Either you have habitual thought patterns, or you start repressing those thoughts because you don't want to deal with them, or you think they're nasty, and you're trying to be spiritual, or you're trying to be good, and then you repress certain thoughts and emotions that you don't approve of. I mean, I'm skipping ahead a little here. I'll give you an example. But so that creates a, a, an unhealthy situation in the body where you are repressing, for example, anger or fear. Uh, because you, you are afraid of those strong emotions and you think that there's something uh, wrong with you underneath it, you have guilt perhaps, that guilt may very well erupt as a physical illness. You're literally attacking your own body without realizing it. Or, go again. Sorry. Uh, I, I, from reading Dr. Sue's book, I, I thought that there were two very, very useful um, ways that he characterized the things that end up uh, as cancer and different kinds of cancer. One was a sense of hopelessness. Basically, you come to the end of your rope and you look ahead in your life and you see no way that it's going to get better. And you just lose that that um, joy of life. It just drains all the color out of your life and you see your life only in black and white and tones of gray. So that, that's one thing, the hopelessness. And the other one um, was, as, as you yourself said in the Seth material, we are these co-creators. We are incredibly powerful beings with this urge to create. And when our creativity is not channeled into things that nurture us, then it turns against us. So uh, Dr. Seuss said that disease actually is the body's wake-up call. It's saying it's time to change your life. It's time to reflect on what has brought you to this state and to find the joy in your life. That's why I thought this book was so, so powerful, Rick. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, so the body uh, is a reflector, and uh, it, w it will reflect and point out to you exactly where you need to change. And there's techniques in the Seth material and in Dr. Sue's books that you use to try to understand uh, what is the problem that, uh, that I'm having. But you have to understand that all of this is framed within uh, the belief systems, what Seth refers to as the official line of consciousness. Now, the official line of consciousness, which many people believe throughout the planet, says that we do not have power. We don't create our reality. Okay? Either God is creating it or nobody's creating it. It's a random universe. Okay? Uh, we don't have power. What we are is not good. We can't trust it. We are either tainted or flawed, either because we uh, evolved by survival of the fittest and we're just animals and all we care about is survival and it was all an accident to begin with, or uh, uh, um, the, the religions, unfortunately, the mass religions often teach us 
uh, that we are tainted and flawed, that we are a lower state. So we're, we're, in, we're within a fr- uh, and also that there's no greater purpose and also that we're going to die and death is the end, at least from the rational uh, point of view. These, this is a mass raft of beliefs that most people hold. And when you hold those beliefs, those beliefs are, uh, will often uh, uh, result in repressed energy, block, blocked energy, projection out onto not just your body, but you could project it out on another country. As In fact, Seth talks about this, how what happens is this is why one nation looks at another nation and treats them like they're aliens. And forgetting completely that we're all brothers and sisters on, on this planet. And you can wind up projecting your fear of yourself onto the enemy. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, one might ask, you know, why is it that people don't understand yet that it's wrong to shoot another human being? How is it that people don't understand that that person is their brother or sister? And, you know, the way Seth describes it is when you mistrust yourself and you project that mistrust uh, out onto this other person, you're forgetting the bigger picture mm-hmm. that, we're all on, that we're all on the planet together. We're all the same species, you know, and we're forgetting that we're all children of God. And when, when you start to remember stuff like that, it becomes much harder to pick up a gun and shoot another person. Yeah. Um, we're, if you've just joined us, we're speaking with Rick Stack about the Seth materials and uh, the new book by Dr. Sue, which he has just published, called The Secret to Healing Cancer. Um, Tell us about the role of emotions, according to uh, Seth and Dr. Sue. So um, uh, Dr. Sue has several chapters on uh, the connection between um, uh, uh, how people deal with emotion and uh, as being a cause, a cause of cancer. And so does Seth. Um, and like I said, there has been research done now in the field linking up emotion with uh, certain uh, with uh, the immune system. And uh, the idea is, first of all, that the immune system malfunctions when you have something like cancer. Now, according to Dr. Sue, for example, and he knows this better than I, there's cancer cells in the body all the time. It's kind of a natural thing that it's there, and the body just uh, you know the body's defense mechanisms. He uh, just handles them effortlessly. But when somebody gets cancer, so to speak, that at that point, the immune, the immune system is malfunctioning. And now, according to Dr. Sue and, and Seth, okay, what's, what's going on uh, is that uh, generally there's a blockage of energy. And that blockage has to do either with, and I say this is a subtle point, uh, focusing on habitual negative thought patterns and or, and there's, they're both kind of wind up in the same place, but or the repression of emotion. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, what you have people who routinely repress emotion. Now, this might be more obvious for women to observe men who, you know, clearly are, you know, uh, more repressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married to Englishman. I know all about that. <laughs> so. You know, and, and Seth, Seth talks about this, but, you know, men, men are trying to be macho and strong. So when they have uh, certain feelings of vulnerability or fear, they often, instead of being able to face and understand 
what those emotions are. Let yourself feel it. And there's sort of, this is an art form, learning how to handle emotions. And uh, uh, they'll repress love, mm-hmm. you know, because if you repress one emotion, you repress all emotions to some degree. If you're afraid of your anger and, you st- and you, the way that you deal with it is by repressing it, you're going to wind up repressing love as well. Absolutely. So, Dr. Sue yeah. talks about the healing power of loving yourself. But how is that different from being selfish? Well, uh, I mean, according to, you know, Seth, okay, um, uh, the way that you frame this concept of selfishness is very important, okay? Now, if selfishness means taking care of yourself, exercising, brushing your teeth, or whatever, sorry, (laughs) you know, whatever it is, you can say you're being selfish. Are you being being selfish when you take care of your kids, you know? um, because it's your kid and you want your kid to do well. Uh, according to Seth, the concept of selfishness, though, in the official line of consciousness stems from the, the belief systems that, one, either I'm a tainted or flawed being from the religious point of view in a lower state, and basically I'm, I'm a sinner, you know, I'm a sinner and I can't really trust myself. And I have to do all of these things to, uh, to become an unsinner. And uh, so I'm, a, I'm assuming that I'm selfish and I'm assuming that I can't trust myself. And that automatically, you see, leads to life being looked at as a repression instead of an expression. And so people repress uh, certain emotions that they don't approve of. In tr- they're trying to be good, so they wind up repressing these emotions instead of understanding them and dealing with them. Uh, and uh, that was, uh, and there's no different, of course, um, from uh, the scientific point of view, saying that Darwinian thought, we, we came to be out of survival of the fittest. There is no greater purpose or meaning, which is implied in the whole structure, uh, so the human being is really driven by uh, lust and greed deep down. They only care about themselves. They only, we only care, we're selfish beings, and we only care about survival. And that's what's really driving us. You know, if you really accept that belief, you can't even trust your spouse. You can't even trust your children. Your children couldn't trust you, let alone everybody else. Those beliefs are extraordinarily damaging mm-hmm. and result in emotional states that over time can definitely cause illness, as well as all the rest of the world's problems. Yeah. He talks about the alienation that we have from our own bodies and our own ability to to heal. Um, and he, he also, he and the scientific literature, talk about how genes are turned on and off through the power of thought and emotion. And I think this is a very important concept. I, I just um, read a book by a lady named Anita Morjani, who um, had a near-death experience, and she was admitted to hospital with uh, total organ failure because of uh, lymphatic cancer. And she, decide, she came back in a very powerful frame of mind from this near-death experience and decided to take her power to heal and was able to cure herself, wake up from a coma, 
And within four days, she was symptom-free. And within four weeks, there was no evidence of cancer in her body anywhere. So we do have this incredible power, which is what Dr. Sue is marshalling within his patients. I understand that he counsels patients both singly and in groups. Now, being a psychiatrist, he often does that for a few years. And I noted that Seth talks about the use of hypnosis as being really useful. Do you think that hypnosis could shorten the process, perhaps even dramatically? Absolutely. And it's not just and, and I'm, I'm not talking and I'm not even talking about going to a hypno uh, to a professional hypnotist, although you could if you wanted to, because these techniques are actually relatively simple. OK, um, so what Dr. Sue will do is his his job, uh, the way he sees it, is to help the individual heal themselves. That means that we want the immune system to kick back, to kick. It's like it needs to be jump started again. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, or, or, you know, more accurately, you're, you're hold, the, the individual is holding back an engine that's already on and it's disengaged. That would be probably a more apt image. Your immune system is super powerful. It's waiting there to just be turned back. To, to, to not be blocked anymore by your own limiting uh, thoughts, emotions, beliefs, and, and, and the behaviors also. So um, Dr. Sue will uh, work with the individual um, on uh, uh, specifically uh, examining their life situation and... Uh, so it's also your behavior and how you're living your life. Like I said, if you're, if you're in a relationship that's torture, it's abusive relationship, no wonder you're getting ill. If you are, you know, in a job that you hate and you're afraid to make a move, no, you know, those are exaggerated examples, but no wonder you're getting ill. And then he will help the individual to examine the thoughts and emotions and beliefs and change them. Now, to change a belief, you use something very similar to self-hypnosis. And all, it, all hypnosis really is is uh, a matter of giving focused attention. It's a matter of, of, of defocusing on everything else and focusing on attention. So, for example, um, you might um, uh, deal with the issue of um, worth. Let's say you finally come to realize that you, don't, you, you, you are carrying around some guilt and that you don't see yourself as the God in training that I was discussing before. Instead, you don't see yourself in the same light that you see a sunset or, or the cat that you love. And that you need to get to that point of loving yourself and affirming yourself. So for five minutes a day, you might do a belief exercise. And in that belief exercise, you might say to yourself something like, I am an important part of all that is. I am a God in training. And you might just say, oh, uh, uh, I am, I am uh, uh, a cherished and beloved child of the universe. I mean, you can come up with your own wording. Now, you take five minutes, that's it, five minutes, and you repeat that phrase. Because thoughts are something. They create reality. They're electromagnetic patterns. They're not nothing. Mm -hmm. You repeat that phrase, and then you allow the emotion to flow that comes along with it. And perhaps you add a visualization, the imagination, and you imagine yourself as this child of God, and you begin to feel your oneness, and that you, the, way that you were looking, uh, the way you were looking at yourself before 
was not so accurate. Now, what's happening is you're creating a new image of yourself. You're creating a new belief structure. And that belief structure will, in just that one itself, could be extraordinarily powerful in healing you, for example, depending on the situation. But that's just one example. Now, yeah, that same... Yes. Sorry, the other thing that uh, Dr. Sue talks about is uh, recapturing the uh, the playfulness and the innocence of your your of childhood, uh, the spontaneity and the joy of life. That is um, part and parcel of what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, this is this this is a concept in the Seth material, and uh, what 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 Seth is he's trying to say that. Um, the official line of consciousness that I was describing before results in a lack of exuberance, a lack of spontaneity. We mistrust ourselves. We're keeping guard on ourselves all the time because we don't really believe that we're deep down, that we're civilized beings even. So we have to use the ego to sort of watch ourselves, make sure that we do everything right. It's a whole different frame to, to say what I am is good. I am going to abandon myself to my spontaneous self. I'm going to let myself go with the flow of my being. I'm going to live life f and follow my joy. Now, this is a whole different frame for many people to, sit, to, to go that, that way. But when you do, what happens is you re-engage the immune system and it will heal you. You know, there's, there's records um, of, of different illnesses, and uh, I think IONS, uh, Institute of Noetic Sciences, keeps a, a file on this. And uh, just about every disease known to man has spontaneously cured. There's been miraculous cures just for just about every disease, even so-called incurable ones. Uh, and the example that you gave before, I think, is uh, a word to the wise for everyone. If an individual in four days, and this is not the only time it's happened, can shrink tumors, heal themselves in such a short period of time, then it's possible for any human being to heal themselves of an illness. Absolutely. Yeah. There was an, uh, uh, a concept that Dr. Sue... Um, introduced in his book that I'd never heard of, and I totally resonate with it. It's called The Second Adolescence. Do you remember that? Yes, I do indeed. And that, that also is from the Seth material. So, so, so uh, Dr. Dr. Sue uh, 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 quotes liberally <laughs> uh -huh. from, the, from the material. And uh, so Seth uh, describes, and I believe it's in the book, The Nature of Personality, which, by the way, that is the classic work on how to actually work with, um, with belief systems, uh, describes uh, what he calls a, a second adolescence that occurs uh, naturally, if you don't block it, uh, in, your le le in the later years of your life. So he said, you know, now the belief systems, according to Seth, and I think to many of us it's obvious, uh, the belief systems in our culture about aging are literally horrendous. People expect the body to rot, literally. Now, however, we do know that there are many people uh, that live l long and happy, healthy lives uh, into their 90s or some people into their 100s where they're t completely healthy. So uh, your beliefs about this are, are crucial. Now, according to Seth, these years of your life can really be some of the best years 
uh, and uh, for, for many reasons, and that there is an awakening, which he calls the second adolescence, that uh, is similar to what happens to you when you're 16, 17, or whatever that, you know, when you go through adolescence the first time, there's this expansion, this sense of freedom. In fact, people uh, who are adolescents, they feel invulnerable. And Seth said that this feeling of invulnerability is a natural thing, a natural part of the process, which allows them to go out into life feeling basically in, invulnerable. And, you know, you could speak, th those of us who have children and have seen this, you know, it's phenomenal <laughs> to see. As soon as they get behind the wheel. Right. It's phenomenal to see their, you know, their, how fearless they are. And, uh, and, you, and you could see how that energy just carries them. Well, Seth says a similar kind of thing happens uh, as you get into your latter years, because you're going into this whole nother stage, and one of those stages is kind of is preparatory, preparatory uh, to to the passing over to the other side. And of course, Seth says that we all survive death, and that uh, every aspect of you survives death. There is no uh, there's transformation, that, but you will still know yourself as yourself after death. In fact, if you want, you can become familiar with those, um, with the, with the after-death experience by having experiences now, uh, out-of-body experiences, which is the reason why I wrote my book, Out-of-Body Adventures, because that book um, is a manual for how people can relatively easy have this super powerful experience that will convince them beyond any shadow of a doubt, that there's no such thing as death. Um, it's a statistic that uh, those people who have had vivid out-of-body experiences, okay, uh, the majority of them, the majority of them no longer believe in death, and they say that this is not an intellectual concept to them anymore. It's an emotional thing. They know that they are going to survive death. That's the feeling that you have once you have one of these experiences. So dream work and out-of-body experiences are a big part of working with the Seth material as well. And this also can help with healing any illness because you can literally learn, for example, to suggest for a dream before you go to sleep in which you get information on why you created your illness and how you should proceed to heal it. And, you know, he's not the first one to say this, of course. You have uh, the temples of Asclepius in Greece where, they, uh, where there was uh, uh, people used to come for a dream to heal them. And thousands of people said that they got uh, healed at these uh, temples. That's fascinating because I know in China there are whole hospitals dedicated to mind-body healing that are totally drugless. Do you think this is the future of medicine? Uh, I, I think it has to be the future of medicine because uh, uh, right now, frankly, uh, from Seth's point of view, uh, the medical profession uh, is, uh, is relatively backward. Uh, um, one might say that the medical profession causes um, problems. Uh, they heal some problems, but they cause other problems. Because when you walk into a hospital or a doctor, and he, instead of saying that you have any power whatsoever over your illness, he's saying basically you don't have any power, and you have to put the power 
uh, onto me, uh, he's not helping the situation. And when he labels a disease, okay, the, the whole practice of labeling disease, and I'm not saying that it has no use whatsoever, but the whole practice of labeling disease um, winds up uh, basically taking the flexibility and mobility away from the patient that I have a unique issue that I have to resolve. Instead, no, you, you have this disease. It hit you from the outside for no reason. And, you know, you're powerless. And let me see if we can find some pills or whatever uh, to fix it. Now, so what I'm saying is that the medical profession right now is, is really in sad straits in, in many areas. It's fairly backward and not very advanced. And uh, it, must, it can only go in one direction, and that's to discover the true cause of illness. And the true, co- thing, the true cause of illness is within. There's a reason for illness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do want to emphasize for, for people listening that it's not when you say you've caused your own illness to somebody who's desperately ill. That sounds like a very cruel thing to say. And it's certainly not a conscious thing. It's really more about having uh, cut yourself off from your source of nurturance, having lost hope in your ability to create a happy life, having disconnected from your real soul purpose in life. And that's what I think is so powerful about Dr. Sue's therapeutic approach with his patients. Remember, uh, again, he's a psychiatrist. But, but all of the Seth materials and Dr. Sue are pulling us back into a recognition of our connection to all that is. This is all that you've been saying throughout the, the, the discussion today. It's getting back into realization of our uh, connection to God or to whatever you want to call it. Uh, but to our power, taking back our power inside. Yay. <laughs> now, and the point is, is that you can heal yourself. Not to sit there and go, oh, um, uh, oh, I, I, oh, I create, don't tell me that I caused this. It's like, well, we're not, it's, it's not so much that you caused this, it's that, that, that you have, that you cause it, that you have the power to create any reality that you want, and that you have the power to create health, and very important, health is your natural state. Absolutely. Health is the natural state of your body, and you are entitled to it, you deserve it, and don't let anybody tell you that you don't have the power to fix it, because you do. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Do you, what do you think are some of the, uh, is there one other important message of Seth, perhaps even not, not even related to this, that you feel is very important to share with us today? Well, I would say, I mean, I've, I've mentioned, you know, uh, I've mentioned the, the basics already, but I wouldn't mind reviewing them. According to Seth, first of all, one of the most important things to understand is that what we are is good rather than bad. We are respected, we are honored, uh, the all that is respects us, loves us, honors us, honors us. We need to learn to respect and honor ourselves. Seth said, honor yourself like you honor the gods, then indeed do you honor others. Mm-hmm. So I would say that combined with the, the very important understanding that you create your own reality. 
according to your thoughts, emotions, and beliefs. And you can prove that to yourself by learning to manipulate your beliefs and you change your beliefs and watch your reality change. Then you'll believe in the true power that you have, which is immense. Beautiful. Um, Rick, tell us about the Seth Learning Center. What's the website? Sure. Um, the, the, for the introduction, it's Seth, sethlearningcenter.org. We mm -hmm. can find out all about the Seth books and to uh, the, our commercial site, which has all of our conferences. We have online workshops. Uh, that's uh, sethcenter.com, S-E-T-H-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. And uh, those two sites together will, will, will point you uh, uh, to just about uh, everything. And you have a bookstore with an audio collection there as well, right? That's right. We have uh, we have uh, we have our own uh, actual um, uh, office where we just somebody calls up. We have a person answering the phone, and we'll service people directly for purchase of the Seth books and Seth audio. We do have about uh, forty-two uh, CDs right now of actual Seth sessions um, that are just phenomenal. From from the little snippet that I heard, they do sound phenomenal indeed. So, Rick, I want to thank you so much for, for sharing all this uh, Seth wisdom with us today. It's, it's been a delight. We've been speaking with Rick Stack, um, uh, the, the, the publisher of the Seth material. So thank you again. And thank you, Miriam. Pleasure to be here. Next week, our guest will be Dr. Raymond Moody, author of Life After Life, who has just come out with his autobiography called Paranormal. My Life in Pursuit of the Afterlife. I hope you will all join us. And now we're going to close our show with the track of the week selected by Scott Johnson from among members of the Positive Music Association. It's a growing group of musicians who use music not only to entertain, but to make a positive difference in people's lives and in the world. This week we're featuring Who You're Gonna Be While You Do What You Do by Barbara McAfee. Question, you can.
their door And when you're running out of patience You might find a little more And you could be the hero You've been waiting for So who are you gonna be While you do what you do How are you gonna show up While you're passing through I'm living in this question You can too That was Who You're Gonna Be While You Do What You Do. Barbara McAfee is a professional singer-songwriter and keynote speaker who blends practical content, sassy music, useful wisdom, and sophisticated humor in her keynote presentations and in her six CDs. To learn more about her, go to barbaramcafee.com. That's B-A-R-B-A-R-A-M-C-A-F-E-E.com. For more great music or to join the PMA, go to positivemusicassociation.com. And I hope you'll visit our website, ncreview.com. So until next week, I'm Miriam Knight for New Consciousness Review. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.